Welcome everyone to Enabling Digital with Systems Plus podcast series. Today, we have a really interesting topic uh, that we're going to discuss, uh, something that's becoming really hot in the marketplace, uh, which is a customer data platform. Uh, many of you probably don't know what a customer data platform or CDP, as many like to call it, is. And today, we actually have a fantastic person who is an expert in the area and is going to be sort of educating us on it and also giving us uh, a lot of tips and tricks in terms of what one should look for, et cetera. So today I have Jonathan Wanebo uh, from Treasure Data, who is going to be joining us. Uh, Jonathan, welcome. Hi, Sven. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great, it's to great to have you here. It's great to have you here. So uh, Jonathan, actually, you know, before we sort of dive right in, uh, I would, we'd love to hear a little bit about uh, yourself, your background, how you got into the space, and, and then uh, we can go from there. So, you know, why don't you just tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. Um... I, I try not to make it a super long story, but I, I guess I've been involved in, in, in data since the beginning of my career. Um, in, in, I, I started off my career building databases uh, and sort of moved through IT management, um, te technology management within organizations, and then moved into agency world where I used to design and architect systems for people. In, in more recent Years I've, I've been more focused on business development, so working with partnerships to help build out these uh, solutions for customers. And I guess you know, uh, uh, in my in my journey through agency and Oracle and various different other platforms, I've ended up at at CDP. I think right as it was really sort of reaching its crescendo, or, or well, the, the journey to the crescendo has just begun. I guess. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, Currently, um, I head up business development for, for Europe, Middle East, Africa, for Treasure Data. And I've been here for about two and a half years. It's been an incredible journey so far. Fantastic. Uh, so I guess let's, uh, let's answer the first question which a lot of people have is, what is exactly a CDP? <laughs> that's another one that we could probably spend a good hour on. Yeah, it's a loaded question, I know. But I guess <laughs> you can give us a layman's version and then we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a bit more to it. Sure. Yeah, I, you know, CDP. I think uh, can be a lot of things to a lot of different people. Uh, I think the CDP market is not currently helping this. Um, there, there's a bit of a convergence on the term, so to speak. And I think you know any business or any technology that has touched customer data is now a CDP in some flavor and some version. Um, uh, but ultimately, I mean, CDP. What it, what it's meant to do for an organization um, is, is fairly simple um, in terms of its approach uh, and certainly it's the way we've approached it. I think CDP institutes have a very, very good and very sort of vanilla version of it but, but ultimately um, without getting too technical really what a CDP uh, is trying to do for an organization is provide that thing that we've always been chasing that 360 customer profile that uh, um, you know, it's certainly something that I've been talking about in the, since the beginning of my career. Is how do we get it all in one place? And and really, uh, from a from an architectural perspective, if you think about it, you know, it's about coming into an organization, finding all of the data you have about your customers, irrespective of where it resides and which format, what velocity is being created, to bring it central into the organization, to unify that data, so to make it usable, to create that single profile of all your customers and then give the organizations, the departments, divisions, whether that be marketing or whoever else, 
the ability to, to utilize that data in their day-to-day job, right? So whether that's creating segments for marketing or for personalization on the website, or whether it's for driving loyalty, whatever that might be, right? That data needs to be um, available to, to be distributed. And, and you know, as we see across organizations, you know, all tools and all endpoints and touch points are, are being commoditized. So, you know, organizations are very complex. I think we did a study, it was like most enterprise organizations have 30 to 50 tools that they utilize mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's probably on the conservative side um you know there's probably more that you know that they use to engage their customers which is you know, creating the issue in the first place and obviously then once once you've connected all this data up and you you're you're utilizing it to drive engagement it's about understanding how that engagement you know the, the eco- efficacy of it and and that's more about the analytics and the business intelligence that you can derive from from your data. Those, I think, are the probably the four key elements or five key elements of, of a CDP and what it should be doing for your business. Fantastic. That is actually very helpful. Um, you know, the recent uh, I think I think touched on it. You know, uh, these days uh, there's a lot of providers who throw the word CDP around, and one of the things that um, I see a lot of people get mixed up with uh, and think it's, uh, it's uh, CDP is more customer, customer experience. Uh, and I know customer experience is a very different thing and, and CDP is probably an enabler to it. But when, when, when you think about the customer experience side versus the CDP side, you know, how do you uh, help your customers distinguish the difference? Uh, and and how, does, uh, you know, how does one go about uh, building a, a, a customer data strategy versus a customer experience strategy, which is something very different, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head with your opening statement there. I I, I don't think it's possible to really separate these anymore. You know, I think customer expectations have moved on so fast and it's all being accelerated by, you know, Amazon and things like that with convenience of, of the way it shops, the way it understands you because it's a almost like a closed network. And I think for other brands to compete, um, that kind of understanding to drive how you engage um, is becoming more and more prevalent. And so I think, you know, a lot of our conversations that we have with customers are because they're doing a digital transformation, which is looking at CX and a CDP is a component of driving that, right? So, So, you know, CDP is, I guess I, I I liken it to the plumbing of a building, right? It's not the sexy stuff. It's not the stuff that you want to want to be looking at or thinking too much about. But without it, it, it doesn't work, right? And right. so, so really about connecting all the things. And if you think about what a customer experience is, especially nowadays, you know, the, the the ability to engage with your customer in the moment, understanding what they need at that specific time, and providing that to them, you 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 cannot do that without understanding that user's journey throughout your your brand and all of the you know, touch points that you have with that person in real time, right? So, so to me, you know, CX strategy and data strategy are almost one and the same, right? One drives the other. And so, so yeah, the, these big digital transformation projects which we, which we are finding ourselves a part of. And again, it's, it's a component of a much bigger, much wider. So I think CX strategy is obviously very broad but I, I think, yeah, it should definitely contain an element of data within it to, to really be able to drive um, the outcomes that organizations are trying to. 
Oh, that's perfect. Um, so I guess if I were to think about CDP um, as, let's say, uh, a retailer, or if not a retailer, maybe a, a auto manufacturer, uh, you know, somebody in that space, um, what are the typical common use cases, or, or is there is there a common use case uh, across you know across industry, or, or does it differ? How how should one think about it? And 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 sort of you know how how do you sort of uh, you know make customers understand that this is a traditional use case and this is how this is how you can get a quick win, etc. Yeah, again that that's quite it can be quite a, a big question to answer because naturally all industries have slightly different views and things and, and slightly different priorities in terms of yeah. what for their business is most important or what what for them is going to drive the most value so so i think you know there there would be a very long list in terms of you know what what different organizations do and don't do with the cdp i, I think we are certainly seeing some trends emerge um uh, obviously, you know, automation and marketing automation is not something that's new. You know, organizations have been doing it for a long time. So, so really, the the evolution of that is now doing it based on known data, own data, being more smart about these things. Um, and so, by enabling organizations to get all their data in one place, uh, we are now starting to to you know build these models on top of which are helping them accelerate their business and and. and I think taking a retail example, which was one of the one of the first ones you mentioned, we're certainly seeing that um, the trend uh, across these organisations is really starting to think about customer lifetime value, like understanding the customers that they're engaging with, where and how they're spending their money, where and how they're likely to spend more money, right. and how you can sort of capitalise on that. Personalised ad targeting is also a sort of key use case that that we are driving. So. When you're thinking about the really granular segments you're going to be able to create by really understanding that customer and every single part of their journey across all of your digital touch points and then utilizing that to drive the way you engage with them mm -hmm. is also really good. Um, churn prediction, so understanding when someone's tailing off, uh, someone is, is less engaged, uh, are you about to lose their customer and then putting strategies in place to try and uh, bring them back on board. Uh, is also is also really good and and that, I guess that ties into to, to propensity and and we have models within the system which are, which look at both propensity to buy and propensity to churn so we can start laying these over the top of each other and then start to see you know who are our best customers what attributes do they have how do we uh, what's the next level down how do we convert those into the next level up and how do we nurture the people at the bottom who don't explain you know um, exhibit any of these traits how can we move them up and that again then ties into loyalty right so whereas loyalty programs um have been very good as an isolated way of of capturing um your money spent or engagement and rewarding that it's about how do you stitch that back into the journey how do you learn from the people who exhibit good traits and apply this to the people who might not exhibit those traits to push them up uh your sort of funnel as it were in terms of how you engage so those are some of the key things we definitely see, specifically in retail, I'd say. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Um, I want to go back to something you sort of spoke about a little bit. Uh, you mentioned that typically organizations today have 50 plus systems, many have a lot more. Um, and, and, and then just right now you mentioned uh, eventually it's about 
uh, having data in one place, um, which I couldn't agree with more. Um, but how easy is it actually when I have 50, 100 systems uh, creating that core central uh, data in one place thought process or concept, et cetera? I mean, um, I presume uh, CDP platforms need to take that into account because uh, it's 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 tough out there. I mean, it's data is all over the place, et cetera. So, you know, how how, how do you sort of guide your customers into, um, you know, going through that journey, I would say? Yeah. And, you know, I'd love to be able to answer this question of going, well, you click this button and then magic, it all happens. But I think and we nothing all know happens that's, like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know that's not true. Yes, exactly. Right. So, so I, I think, you know, the difference, um, I guess, in our approach to maybe some of the other vendors out there is is is, is our approach to to data. And I think it it all stems from our philosophy of where our platform started. So, so Treasure Data was actually founded before the term CDP was was coined. Um, and really, the way we were looking at data was, I think, when we started, it was all about big data. Everyone wanted to have big data. People were building data lakes, data oceans, data. Right. You know, whatever acronym they wanted to use, right? And for our founders, it was much more about, so so what? Like, you've got big data, so what? And it's all about activating that data, like making it useful. And so so the, the tool and the underlying infrastructure and architecture was all designed of very quickly being able to ingest large volumes of data and then make sense of it. And so 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 our approach is is, is, is different in the sense that a lot of the other, and especially enterprise tools out there, um, are schema based, and so so you have to create a schema. And in order to do this, like you do, need to understand all fifty or all hundred of those systems, all of their data schemas, and you need to create a single schema that then covers all of those. And you have to create all of the mapping before you can even embark on the project, right? So you could spend, you know, depending on the data complexity within your organization, months, years. De deciphering that, building that, you know, and you have to think about every use case, every eventuality when you're designing your schema, because that's the way data is now going to be pulled. It's going to be formatted before it can be loaded into your CDP. So we have a very different approach. Uh, and again, this is, I guess, some of our secret source that we, we use as one of our differentiators is that um, our database is unstructured. And so we can absorb any data from any source at any velocity um, uh, because of our, our scalability. And where, where the magic really happens is these data, this data is stitched together in the platform utilizing workflow engines. And so it's all dynamic, right? So when data is ingested, it is stored, and this will be the only technical bit of the conversation, but when it's stored in the, in, in the underlying data lake, uh, it, it's stored as a JSON file, but the schema is exposed. And so what we use is schemas together in platform and so we don't have to go through this lengthy process of trying to decipher every data uh, and because you're building it dynamically in workflow if you've missed something or if data source changes or if you change a tool and you know, this week we're using this tool next week we've changed to that tool you know you're not breaking a, a data architecture um, that then has to be completely redone and all the other systems then have to be you know, so dynamically, this is all being stitched together in the platform. So in data terms, you know, when you're talking about extract, translate and load, which is the, the traditional sense of getting data, form, formatting it and then putting it into a new system. 
as it's extract from the old systems, loaded into our system, and within the platform we do the translation. And that really helps us accelerate um, the customer or the, the, you know, the company's ability to execute on that data because we are moving through those stages very quickly and dynamically utilizing you know, technology, tools, machine learning, algorithms you know, to stitch and to, to, to pull data together in probabilistic or deterministic ways. So you know, whereas a lot of these projects can seem quite daunting, you know, some of our biggest enterprise customers we've delivered return on investment you know, within 12 to 16 weeks. Oh. Um, so we, we can do these things really quickly. And, and so I know it's a roundabout way of saying how, how do you approach it. It's about understanding A, your own company's requirements and complexity, and then the tool that you, that you need to, to resolve that, right? So I think... No. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen your platform in action, and it it, it really is uh, from that perspective pretty pretty slick. So I, I do I do I do like uh, the approach you guys have taken. Uh, sorry, you were saying something else. No, no, uh, I was just going to um, uh, round off the point, but I, yeah, I don't think I need to add any more on, on that. <laughs> so, so actually. Um, you're right. Uh, you know, as much as anybody would like to say that this had to, you know, one click and everything just flows. No, we all know that's not true. Um, and I know you touched a little bit on, 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 on the question that I'm allowed to ask. But what, in your opinion, what are some of the key factors one should consider while evaluating a CDP platform or a CDP vendor? Uh, because, um, you know, I, I think, you know, from my perspective, if somebody says, oh, just, you know, press a button, you don't do anything else. Everything happens on its own. That's the first one that I'm going to kick out, right? Uh, but I think everybody's gotten uh, gotten very clear about that. But you know, if if you you know, what are some of the uh, uh, things that you would advise uh, you know our listeners uh, to think about when they're evaluating a platform and the vendors? Yeah, I think you know it definitely feels like we're coming into this uh, the stage of you know, it's it's not if you need to see the piece, like when, like when does it fit in, like how are businesses sort of moving through the different stages and, and uh, understanding yeah. the market, understanding what's required. So so in terms of understanding, so like I said, the market has made it quite difficult because it, you know, there are, I think, 150 CDP vendors and you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes because, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, CDP, I think at the minute is still a fairly loose term. So, it is a bit of a minefield out there, and, and, and it is it is difficult to understand because if you think about um, some tools where they, I call them pivot CDPs, where you know they they might be good at segmentation, or they might be good at uh, you know um, activation, or, or they might be good at data consolidation, um, and, and so really you have to you have to go through that process of sorting out you know, the wheat from the chaff almost, so to speak, in terms of what your company's priority is. From our perspective, obviously, we are really focused on the data. Like for us, the CDP is really the core data engine within, within a business, right? And so what we're not trying to do is drift into all these commoditized endpoints of activation, of personalization, of testing. You know, all of those um, components are very well represented in the market. So, so really, we've made it our business to focus on the core competency, data ingestion, data unification, data segmentation, data activation in terms of 
pushing out their segments to the chosen platform. So we are an informer, we are an enabler um, of better engagement with customers through uh, consolidated data, through knowledge, right? Knowledge of their customers. So we can tell any platform or any system that you want the best people to engage with in a certain scenario, right? And so I think if it's very easy when you start in this process to, to get drawn into you know, end-to-end platforms, and, and right. you know, in some instances, that that is definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, when we look at our customer base, they do sit more on the enterprise side. They do have high volumes of customers because we are focused on that data element, and they have the other tools. For small organizations who need an end-to-end quick fix, you know, they have few data sources. They they have some basic use cases that they want to fulfill. You know, there are probably end-to-end tools which are better from a budgetary perspective and, and maybe they don't have the technical complexity requirements to, to, to warrant a system. And so really it's about understanding your business, the journey that you're going on, the data that you have, what you're trying to what you're trying to drive um, from that and what's important. Like do you need all the all the additional ancillary tools or is the data and and really you know a lot of people, I think, once they've gone through the process, and actually we are starting to see people who are going through the process for the second time, the early adopters who maybe made a choice based on a certain criteria and have realized whilst they're satisfying that one criteria, they're still not able to really wrangle the data, do things with the data that are, are really important. And then they're coming back to us now saying, well, we've got this tool and that tool's good at doing this bit, but actually, you know, what we were trying to do is this, and then we think you're a better fit for that. So. So th- there's um there's almost like these waves that are going through the CDP at the minute, right. both in terms of product, but then also in terms of customer customers who are evaluating and reevaluating or evaluating for the first time, um, and and they all have slightly different views on it. But what I'd say is you know, most important is to is to understand the importance of the plumbing, right? Because I think that's generally overlooked you get drawn into all the other sexy bits, the bits that are nice to look at, nice to talk about. But, but really without that strong foundational data core within your business, all of those other things are going to be less effective. Right? And so that's really, I guess, the key takeaway for me is, is make sure that you give that bit of the conversation enough attention. All right. Um, thanks. Um, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, so, I'm going to ask you a very big question, but I'm going to ask you to answer it in the most concise way possible. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, how, how do you drive value for customers? How does treasure data drive value for customers? So I, I think, yeah, this kind of comes off the back of the, 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 the previous question where we were saying the, the, the types of things we're doing. And, and actually, we do have some incredible metrics around the things we're doing for customers. I can't always mention names, and I know, you know it's always nice to connect something to something, but a lot of these customers are quite protective about you know, the technologies and, and, and they don't want to share perhaps their competitive advantage that they have. But, um, you know, because of the way our tool is designed, it isn't necessarily industry-specific because it is a data tool. And I think that kind of plays into our whole um, approach to, to to the market. And I think one of the big things within our business at the moment is, is looking at the addressable market and thinking about what is it we do as a company and what is it that organizations need to achieve. And so 
we we have this push that is sort of beyond marketing because I think CDKs for marketing use cases is a particular use of data of customer data, but we think there's a lot of other uses that you can you can drive as well. So, for example, we've recently launched CDP for sales, CDP for service, and we're also looking to launch CDP for marketplace. Because again, whilst fundamentally the data structure that we have underneath is the same, the execution is slightly different. Integrate with slightly different platforms, you drive slightly different conversations or metrics, but it's all based on the intelligence that we are able to create and derive from holding all of that customer or bringing all of that customer data together. But to get back into your question, so some real-world stats from actual customers that we have. So some of the things we're seeing is um, there's a lot of paid media conversion optimization. So one of our customers has seen a three three x uplift uh, by being able to be really uh, micro granular in terms of the way they segment, wow. and then also looking at you know suppression and deduplication. So so the amount of money that's being spent marketing or pushing adverts to people who you know who have just bought or who are maybe in dispute with the organization so they've got a they've got a, a ticket open with your with your services division complaining about something and you busy you know spamming the marketing trying to sell them maybe the thing that they've already bought so you know we, we're seeing we're seeing a, a, a great uplift there uh, one of our customers had an 88 percent cost reduction Wow. Just by optimizing their email acquisition strategy and utilizing smart personalization that again we can derive from the customer data set that we have within the system and running models over that. Basically, we've seen 35 million of improved conversions through targeting and interest trigger conversing. So again, being able to build a, a, a customer's audience segment or demographic based on you know what specifically is the thing that triggered this audience and then being able to drive conversions through those specific elements. Now, again, because of the way our data is brought in, and as I explained, the way we, we normalize data, and the way the, the, the schemas of those data sources are exposed, we are able to segment on any single data column coming into the system, right? So we can be extremely granular with segmentation. And again, being able to be that specific is, is how we can really target very specific people with very specific strategies and so that's why we're seeing these huge improvement rates and conversions that's one of our customers had a 13 percent um uh increase in sales um wow. through live live recommendations and customer lifetime value targeting again utilizing those uh there's more um uh inferred uh, or, or behavioral attributes of how a person is engaging with brands to then create targeting and target people based on that. Um, Cross-sell and upsell conversion. So, so we are seeing a lot of customers utilizing CDPs to drive loyalty schemes. So again, understanding behaviors and rather than just saying, oh, you bought something, so here's five pound off, is really understanding the journey that they've taken to buy and, and capitalizing on that. So, and the final one we had, one of our customers had a 125 million and, uh, increase in annualized margin uh, just by rapidly optimizing right so so this is coming more to the real real time side of things about in the moment understanding the journey optimizing in the moment and get, providing those offers you know at the right time at the right place and, and you know, huge huge increases in, in in revenue so and this again as i said is is across different industries different regions um so we we, we don't really uh um 
favor you know any particular particular if it's something that we can do with data and data intelligence to drive a business irrespective of the use case there's going to be uh efficiencies that we'll be able to create with the data that we ingest that's that's amazing so then would it be fair to say that um these various metrics that you sort of uh you know talked about right now that's a better way to measure success of uh, a CDP uh, uh, platform as opposed to you know the traditional ROI thinking? Um, we definitely see that this is the way people are using it. This is the way people are measuring it. Now, obviously, you know what they want to see is increase in all of their base activities. So, so generally, when we're talking about these uplifts, it's pre-CDP versus post-CDP, right? So we we're still doing the same things that we're doing, but we're just doing them way smarter way more intelligent we're having data-driven decisions being made we are segmenting we are analyzing you know based on true behaviors and activity which is feeding through the system continually in real time right so what you know every engagement in any direction that we drive is creating more data points which are being fed back into the system which are then enriching those profiles so it's a continuous process so definitely i think um uh, from an roi perspective people are looking at uh driving more value from a, a lot of things that they already have been doing right so so adding that intelligence layer also i guess we are enabling new things so because they now have this 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 data set they are able to go after things in a different way and so new strategies are being created um but i mean <laughs> you and i both know that at the end of the day the thing that everyone cares about is rep right so what is it doing to the bottom line, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's obviously key for us. That's no, you're absolutely right, and uh, and that is that is something that everyone thinks about, of course, and has to. Um, so then, I guess um, my last question to you is, uh, you know, these days a lot of uh, this it's, a CDP is really more, uh, uh, I would say, a uh, digital uh, marketing area, uh, uh, even more driven by the marketing uh, uh, side of the business, uh, whereas a lot of the sort of uh, the data, and I say core data, warehouse, et cetera, that we touched on, and even the, you know, pulling information from the systems and whatnot, really lies with the CIO. Um, and often, uh, you know, who owns what, et cetera, these, these things are very difficult to navigate in organizations. So how do you normally, or how do you suggest uh, uh, you know, one should bridge the gap, and how do you guys normally bridge the gap between these two? Because I'm sure that um, you know everybody wants to sort of uh, you know make make you know it, it has to be a win-win-win. It just can't be uh, you know uh, you know all or nothing. Yeah, um, I think we have exactly the same challenge, um, and it all depends on who's instigating the the initial engagement, right? So whether it's coming from marketing, and they'll have a specific view on. What they want to achieve from an activation perspective they'll be the people who are looking more at the the interface and you know you know how sexy does the interface look and 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 comparing it to two tools that they generally work on in that sense right but ultimately we find the the at some point it becomes a conversation about the data and where does the data reside and so whether it's cio led from from the initial engagement where the data people are trying to sort out the data mess that they have to be able to drive more effective marketing or whether it's marketing trying to be more effective and 
trying to push the data people into into buying these tools. So I think almost every engagement that we have have a tech component and a marketing component, mm-hmm. and especially when we're talking uh, in the marketing sense, as I said, we're trying to go beyond that. So, so uh, the good thing for us is, is our platform is almost split into two. And if I could show you, um, uh, you know, there, there's an architectural diagram that we have, which is quite high level, but the platform physically sits in two parts, right? And we have uh, the, the, the technical component, which sits on the left-hand side, which deals with all the data ingestion, data unification, data um, uh, enrichment, the, the master profile creation, the modeling, you know, all of that stuff happens more in, in the technical component. And when we speak into the CIO and CTO, the, the technical people that are on the people who are working with the data, the chief data officers or so, Resource or the type of person that we are now speaking to, um, we we can demonstrate the the, the the technical component of the platform, you know, there. So we can allay those fears because they are generally the people who are concerned because they, they know that this data wrangling is is difficult to do, right? And it takes it takes a lot of skill to be able to to successfully pull those databases together. I mean, this is why we work with partners like we do understand data. To be able to to do these things right so we have the capability of talking about privacy security uh consent management you know all of these things within the confines of that technical area and then when we need to talk to marketing we can flip to the other side of the platform which is where marketers would be working and this is much more about segmentation journey orchestration um pushing out to activation channels measurement and things like that and, and so that part of the platform is actually built more in that sense, so it's a lot more drag and drop, WYSIWYG interfaces, you know, the, uh, whereas the technical component is way more code-based, you know, where, where you're writing scripts and, and things like that. So actually our platform very nicely meshes into those two different profiles of people and those two different types of conversation. And the important thing is to try and bring the organizations to people together, right, so that they can see how the one sits on top of the other or the one feeds the other. And, and what we're doing in the back end here is, is enabling them to be more effective in, in, in the work that they do in the front end. Fantastic. Well, Jonathan, um, I want to thank you so much uh, for all your insights and, and the, the candid conversation. Uh, it was, well, for me, it was uh, really, really good. And I'm sure for our listeners, uh, it was extremely helpful. So thank you once again. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. It's great. Uh, it's great to talk all things data. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, thank you everybody for uh, joining our enabling digital with Systems Plus podcast series. Uh, looking forward to connecting with everybody soon. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Mm-hmm.